Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Widespread delays in processing applications for food stamps and other key assistance programs by Suffolk's understaffed Department of Social Services last year meant some county residents waited months for help, records show. Nicholas Spangler reports on Newsday.com that federal law entitles eligible households to food stamps. The formal name is the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP, within 30 days of application. For applicants with scarce resources, the deadlines are even shorter. But between June and November of last year, Suffolk County failed to process at least 1,000 SNAP applications each month within the 30-day deadline, according to New York State Welfare Management System reports obtained by the Empire Justice Center, an Albany-based legal advocacy organization. In June, the month of the county's best on-time performance, 1,055, or 34.3% of applications, were late. In September, the month of the county's worst on-time performance, 2,703, or 51.3% of applications, were late, and the average processing time for late applications was 61 days. By November, the trend had moderated, and 2,209 applications, or 49.3%, were late. County officials said the Department of Social Services, like many departments nationwide, faces staffing shortages and an increased caseload. Jessica Radboard, senior benefits attorney in Empire Justice's Public Benefits Unit, told Newsday that Suffolk appeared to be routinely violating the 30-day federal and state deadlines for cash assistance. Fire badly damaged a waterfront cottage off East Lake Drive in Montauk on Monday morning. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that it took firefighters more than two hours to completely extinguish the fire, which was called in by neighbors at 8.41 a.m. yesterday. It was fully involved when I got there. Flames were coming out the windows and through the roof. It was pretty intense, said Montauk Fire Chief Kenneth Glog. The cottage, which looks out over Lake Montauk, is occupied, but there was nobody and no pets home when the fire broke out. No firefighters were injured. It took firefighters about two and a half hours to extinguish the fire and ensure there were no smoldering embers inside. The Amagansett Fire Department and East Hampton Fire Department both sent men and equipment to help the Montauk firefighters. East Hampton Town Fire Marshals are investigating the cause of the fire. In Montauk today, we're expecting partly sunny skies, highs near 39 degrees, a north wind 10 to 14 miles per hour. A New Jersey developer wants to turn Dowling College's former Shirley Long Island Aviation School into a public athletic complex with an ice skating rink as part of a planned warehouse development, Brookhaven Town officials said last week. Carl McGowan reports on Newsday.com that the Morristown-based Hampshire Venture Partners plans to build the rink 
and a 596,000-square-foot warehouse on a 105-acre site off William Floyd Parkway, where Dowling had operated its aeronautics school before the college declared bankruptcy and folded in 2016 due to mounting debt and declining enrollment. The property has been little used since Dowling closed it. A judge yesterday upheld New York's law to allow early voting by mail, rejecting a challenge by the state Republican Party and a number of elected Republican officials. Justice Christina Ryba of the state Supreme Court in Albany County ruled the Early Mail Voter Act, which permits all qualified voters to vote early by mail rather than in person, is constitutional. Yancey Roy reports on Newsday.com that Justice Christina Ryba rejected Republicans' argument that the New York Constitution strictly requires voting in person unless a person is sick or out of town on Election Day. She also said the Constitution gives the state legislature and governor broad power to establish laws governing the manner and method of voting, including authority to permit mail as a method of early voting. Contrary to plaintiff's contention, there is no express language in Article 2 that requires all individuals to vote in person at their designated polling place on the day of an election, Justice Reiber wrote in an 11-page decision, nor does that provision contain any express language prohibiting the legislature from enacting laws that permit all eligible voters to vote by mail. End quote. Republicans vowed to appeal Reiber's decision to the appellate division of state Supreme Court, New York's mid-level court. The Early Mail Voter Act was signed into law by Governor Kathy Hochul in September. The town of Riverhead has hired a law firm to defend the lawsuit brought last month by Calverton Aviation and Technology. Denise Civiletti reports on RiverheadLocal.com that the Riverhead Town Board is expected to approve a resolution at today's meeting ratifying the appointment of Sertelman Balin Adler and Hyman of Hopog as a special counsel in the state Supreme Court action that seeks to enforce the purchase agreement between the town of Riverhead and Calverton. Calverton Aviation and Technology. Glenn Gruder, a partner at Sertelman Balin, filed a notice of appearance on Friday afternoon on behalf of the Town of Riverhead, the Riverhead Community Development Agency, and the Riverhead Industrial Development Agency, the three defendants named in the suit by Calverton Aviation and Technology. Riverhead Town Supervisor Tim Hubbard said the law firm is going to represent all three defendants to start, but the Riverhead IDA may have to go off on their own. The town of Riverhead is covering the legal fees for the defense to start out, Hubbard said, but it's too early to know whether or not that will continue. The left-leaning wing of the Democratic Party has long favored rent control and eviction bans to address the state's housing crisis. Now progressives in New York also want to revive an old concept, let the government develop thousands of affordable homes. Mahir Zaveri in the New York Times reports that a bill set to be introduced today would create a government agency that could build housing using its own money or money raised in the bond market. It follows similar efforts in Atlanta, Rhode Island, and Montgomery County, Maryland, and is an acknowledgement from the left that solving the housing crisis 
crisis will inevitably mean building more homes. The idea is reminiscent of the public housing that governments built decades ago, which was designed to keep rents lower than those private developers might charge. But supporters say the new agency, the Social Housing Development Authority, could avoid the neglect that characterizes many public developments by being less reliant on government subsidies. The bill is likely to meet resistance. The state, which is facing possible budget deficits, would need to provide hefty subsidies to make rents affordable to those with the lowest incomes. Housing is a major point of contention in Albany this year. Most of the discussions have revolved around packaging a new tax incentive for the development of rental buildings and new tenant protections. Supporters of the new bill say it builds on the success of a 1955 program known as Mitchell Lama, which spurred the construction of more than 100,000 middle-class homes. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.